bless the Lord, please take your seats. You know, a few weeks ago, I spoke about cancel, and I really, well, and you need to listen to that again if you haven't heard it, but we want to cancel some things off your life. Some things that have sat there for a while, they need cancelling. And it's not just about a loan debt, it's about on our lives, we want to cancel some things off our lives. So a few weeks ago, I spoke about, two weeks ago, I talked about plant. And I believe God wants to plant some new things in your life. Some things, that, some seeds that need to be sown and they'll reap back to you. And today I'm going to talk about build and it's uh, not just about building physically, although we want to do that. But it's about how I believe God wants to build into your life. When we build, we increase capacity. And I believe that God wants to build into your life and to expand your borders and, and prepare you and adjust you for a new season in your life. Everybody, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to read these few verses from verse 9 to uh, verse 17. But, but look at this. For we are God's fellow workers. Verse 9. God doesn't want you just as his puppets or, or his robots or, or his well, we are slaves of Christ, but, but people who have no say in what's going on. He wants to enlist you as a fellow worker with him. Isn't that an honorable thing, a dignified thing to partner with God? And then look at this. He says, we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You're, you and your life is what God is planting in. You, you and your life is what God is investing in. You're God's field. You're going to produce a harvest for God. And then he says, you are God's building. You're what God's building in the world. By the grace that God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder. As so, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what they have built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, they will suffer loss, but they themselves will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames oh lord give us long lasting work let our ministry let our lives count for something lord don't let all my works be burnt up hear that prayer and pray it along with me what are you investing your life in is what you're investing in just going to frazzle and be burnt up Verse 16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are the temple of God. You are God's building. We build to increase capacity in our life and God wants to increase 
the capacity in your life and in our church and us as a group. I don't know about you, I'm not very good at multitasking. Now the stereotype is, is that women are much better than men at multitasking. They can do several things at once, you know, pick up the children, wash things, uh, do lots of things, but also work, have a job, drive a car, answer the phone, all of that. I'm not very good at all of that. Are you good at that? I'm the sort of person where I have to do one thing at a time and then, you know, finish it off and then that's that done. Or I, I leave that and go to something else. I'm not very good at multitasking. Are you? I, I don't know about you are, whether you are. But have you been to those restaurants, by the way, where, where they can clear the whole table at once? You know, they, they can pick the hole and they carry it along in their arm. I tried to help somebody do that one time. I said, oh, can I help you? And it was nearly a disaster. So I just left them to it on their own. But I, I'm amazed. I can't do that. To carry that load as it is. And I'm just wondering, how's your load right now? I wonder how many things that you're carrying. I wonder if you're carrying a lot. And I'm just wondering that when, when I talk about building an increasing capacity that, that straight away your heart begins to shut down, your mind begins to close because you say, oh, not one other thing. But don't you know that we have a saviour that says, come unto me, those who are heavy laden and, and wearisome and I'll give you rest. I, I can carry the load. I can help you carry a load. You see... What are you going to have to build into your life to adjust to the load that God wants you to carry? To readjust, perhaps even to lighten your load so that God can give you a different direction. Maybe you need to build into your life some rest. When I'm talking about building today, we are actually saying how to make adjustments in our life so that we can best operate in the season that God is calling us into. What are you going to have to build into your life in order to walk into the ordained future of God for you? We often have to build personally or as a group in order to readjust to a season. I wonder if God's trying to build into your life more worship. I wonder if God wants to build into your life some new relationships that he wants you to move into your future with. I wonder what God is trying to put into your life. What do you need right now to build into your life? I'm not just talking expansion, although... We often have to build to facilitate expansion. We're going to have to do it physically, but let's talk about it for our lives. What can God build into your life that is a, a beginning point now, but becomes a bigger and a different thing so that you can walk into the things that God has for you? It may start small now, but it's significant. You say to yourself, this has been a mess for a while, 
I've, I've not had a good handle on my time for a long time. And from now, I'm just going to get that into order. And God, build into my life good time management. It's a, it's a small decision now, but it's going to be a big difference in the future. I'm going to build it in there because I know God is calling me to a different season. Building is going to interrupt your present. You see, God isn't just going to smooth in and just say, okay, here are some things I want you to receive without interrupting your present. I don't know about you, try walking through Birmingham right now. You know, we have people visit the church and we give them Google Maps and they say, these don't work because they, with all the building, they have to walk around lots of things. You know, uh, we used to have to walk around the library in order to get to the center. But now, Kathy and I, we found a little alleyway through the Copthorne Hotel and we cut out all the building work. I'm sure it will close soon. I don't know about you, but when you build, it interrupts the present. And one of the things that I want to just give you as an insight, if you want God to build some things into your life, your present is going to get interrupted. He's going to change a few things around you, and you're not going to just be able to do everything that you once did. There's going to be an interruption in your present. You see, in our download world, where we want to hit the download button, and, it, and the, you know, it downloads quickly and then we can use the app to get what we want. We don't like to hear this. Because I'm not talking about downloading at the moment. I'm actually talking about building. And God is actually seeking to build something in you. Something of health, something of life. Building so that we can move to a longer term future in your heart. And I just wonder if you can say, you know what, I've been putting up with this for a long time. I need to start clearing that away and rebuilding. Here's another thing about building. Building, first of all, interrupts your presence. So be willing to sort of say, you know what, I'm changing. I'm not going to just go on. But secondly, building takes foresight. It takes you to be able to look beyond a mess beyond something that isn't and see something in the future that's completely new. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says this about us. Be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on Christ Jesus uh, created in God in true righteousness and holiness. I just wonder whether you see about you what God sees about you. God's got a vision for you. And he can look beyond the perhaps mess of things at the moment and see what he wants to build right into the future. I wonder if you could get a vision for your life and to begin to see beyond, to see the finished article. I don't know about you, but when you look at some of the, the mess in our city, you think, what are they doing there? I wonder if it will ever come about, but somebody somewhere has got a drawing and a plan and a 3D image and say, it may look like this today, but it's going to look like that in the future. God's got the same thing about your life. 
It may look like this today, but I am building something. If you'll let me build now some foundations and some basic things, I will bring your life to a great thing in the future. See, God's trying to build you so that he can use you to house different things, but also so you can have a larger capacity. God is seeking to build into you so that you can be all that God is building in the world. God is building you. God is building us together. That's what he's doing. So there are some essentials that I want to share with you about spiritual building. There are four. And I want you to look at them and say, okay, God, put these in my life. Four essentials for spiritual building. Here's number one. First of all, when God builds into your life, he always builds on a strong foundation. He creates a foundation. Have a look at verse 10 and verse 11 of the passage we read earlier. 1 Corinthians 3, it says this. By the grace that God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. It is unwise for you to try and build without a foundation. Let me just let that sink in for a moment. A ministry, a marriage, a life, you need a foundation. Spiritual building takes foundations. And someone else is building on it, Paul said, but each one of you should build with care For no one can lay any other foundation than the one that's already laid, which is Jesus Christ. The reality is that what God often does is strip our lives back, down through the layers. And can I ask you just an honestry thing? If God stripped away all the layers, down to your base motivation, to the thing that you're living for, what's there? You see, the Bible says that That really there part, that foundation, that's what your life is sitting on. This is the unseen part, the essential part of our lives. The bit where we say, what is this all hanging on, founded on? The Bible, of course, says that we have to build on Jesus. That that actually, deep in our hearts, we have to have that foundation that says, well, Lord, I'm modeling my life on you. Can I just say, say it honestly, whatever you're modeling your life on, if it's not being modeled on Jesus, it'll be temporary. It won't last. So we have to begin to say, what was he like? What, what did he think like? What did he say? How was he? Because everything else will be, temp- will be temporary. You see, we can't even build our lives upon our love for Jesus and our commitment to Jesus. We have to build our lives on Jesus. Not on our knowledge, not on our Bible knowledge, not on our love of church, not on our love of the people in the church, but you have to strip all that away even and say, Jesus, it's you that I depend on. Because let me tell you, sometimes your Bible knowledge will run out. Sometimes the church folks might let you down. I know we love each other here, but now and again we may let each other down. You've got to found your life on Christ. And let me just say a word to those folks of you who perhaps grew up in church. See, I never grew up in church. I never had that privilege. I was some wild person. I never went to church at all. But some of you did. 
And some of you love church and you love to come because you grew up in church. And that's great. It's a good thing. But you know what? Unless you have the foundation of coming to church because the foundation is Jesus. Even your love of coming to church isn't the true foundation. It becomes really important that you don't just come because your parents have said to come. But that you've come because you've truly changed your mind. You've truly repented. And like Peter says, For see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. You see, some of us, we're laying a foundation on other things other than Jesus. And I just want to call you back to say, is it Jesus that you're really building your life on? There's another foundation stone in the scriptures, and it's Jesus himself that, that laid it out. If you look in, this, in the message that Jane said earlier, in the, the ending of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this, The man building on a house who dug deep down foundations that were laid on a rock, when a flood came, he, the torrent struck and the house could not shake it, but it was well built because the one who hears my word and does them and puts them into practice is the man who built on the ground that, that was solid. The one who built on sand was, and it collapsed was the one who hears his word and does not put them into, into practice. Another foundation for your life. Now listen, this is different than you've perhaps been taught. It's not just knowing lots of the Bible. But it's a mature application of the Bible to your life. That actually it's a, I hear it, now what can I do attitude. Can I, can I give you a little challenge this week? Can we read the Bible and then whatever it says for us to do, let's have a go at doing it that day. So if it says pray for our government, oh Please pray for our government. If it says pray for our government, let's pray for our government that day. I don't know where you are in your Bible reading, but if you see where it says, you know, the Bible says praise the Lord, or all you people, then you'll say, okay, it said praise the Lord, I'm going to praise the Lord. And you actually put it into practice that day. Now here's a word of warning, this is just a caveat. If you're reading a gospel where it says and Judas went out and hanged himself, don't apply that. (laughs) Don't do that bit. Okay, But if it says, feed somebody who's hungry, why don't you feed somebody who's hungry this week? If it says, be kind to your neighbor, instead of just saying, oh Lord, just bless my neighbor, why don't you go out of your front door, walk across your garden, and, and not on their garden, but go up to their, on their front path and knock on their door and do something kind to your actual neighbor that you actually practice what you read. Can I hear an amen, church? Amen. See, that'll build a foundation in your life and you'll see that God's going to start showing up. Wow. He's going to start doing things. See, the first way of spiritual building is having the foundation that is real and not just in theory. Two key foundations. How does this make me like Jesus? How can I apply truth over my feelings? How can I just act it out? 
And you've got to do that. You see, what I said was, there's a mature, wise application. Not some literal, immature, babyish time of view of the Bible. But why don't we try and apply it this week? You know, the church is already built. It's built on a foundation. It's built on the foundation. We want to model what Jesus is. I just want to announce to you that Jesus said of this church... You know, you, you've noticed all our leadership are away today. Uh, Pastor Nick's on, on holiday, and uh, Pastor Paolo's on holiday, and uh, Jordan's away today on holiday. In fact, the church is being run by all of our volunteers as it's supposed to be, because we're all committed to Jesus. Isn't that great? You know, the church is founded on Jesus. It's founded on the apostles. It's founded on people who are sent. And we're going to bring some voices that have been sent to us. But we also need to be people who are willing to be sent and to be apostolic. There is us who are sent ones and not just perhaps people like myself. And we want to, and the churches, the Ephesians 2.20 says we're founded on the, on the prophets. That we have a prophetic voice, a now word of God. I wonder what the now word of God to you is. Hey, what's your foundation today? Second thing, the way that God is going to build you spiritually is through progression and something that lasts. Look at verse 14. It says, if what he has built survives, then the builder will receive a reward. Spiritual building is supposed to last. God is trying to put things into your life that you can carry with you now for a next longer season. It's important that we build on a foundation. And some people want to keep things simple and they're going, look at my foundation. Look how level it is. Look how solid it is. Look, look, there's just, I'm, I am on the word. I am, I am trying my best for Jesus. But there's nothing else. Foundations look bare they're not actually meant to be seen. If you're the sort of Christian that says, oh, let's go, just go back the way it was. I've, I've noticed that people get stuck in their Christian lives. They remember a time when they were doing really great. And they'd laid foundations. But they haven't built anything on that. They've not built any ministry. They've not built any relationships. They've not built any insight. Foundations aren't meant to be open and bare before the world. They're meant to be built on so that we progress. Some people tell me, you know, oh, Pastor Mark, I wish we could go back to church of the, the old days. There are some things that don't change, like we build it on the Word and on Jesus. But have you built anything on your foundation, carefully and wisely? They're always asking, why do we have to do this? And the answer is, foundations are meant to be built on. We're supposed to add to our faith. In fact, Peter actually says that in his, in his first letter. He says, add to your faith brotherly kindness, love, gentleness, perseverance. You've got to build something on your foundation. So a spiritual building person is someone that says, let me try and build something, something that will last and obviously we want to add to our foundation works of ministry. I wonder if 
Your ministry is lasting. We need to progress. We need to add. Third building thing. In verse 16, Paul called the church, Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? The third way in which you spiritually build your life, in which we spiritually build our church, is that we build with space for God's presence. I just want to ask you today, is all your time taken up so much so that, so that there's no space for, for God? Are you, are you a bit like me? Sometimes I'm eating my breakfast toast whilst riding my bike to the church because I've been so busy that morning. How about you? You got your Nutribar in the, in the car and you're chomping away and there's been no space, no margin. That's why in our worship services, no matter how big we get, no matter how planned we are, and we are planned, we have a run sheet. We have everything that we think, okay, this is what we think will happen. We will always leave space for God and God to show up. I wonder if it's the same in your life, in your schedule, in your life. Is there any margin for the Spirit? Because that's how you build you build by being a temple with whom, in whom he dwells. It's important that we keep a spiritual dimension to our lives, our church business. We need to live in this spiritual margin. So I don't know about you, but sometimes we can all run a little bit ahead of God. I really see how the Holy Spirit works. Jane and I never talked about her offering talk, and she talked about hitting the pause button. See, do you think the Lord's trying to get a message to you about pause? Come on, give me some time. Give me some space. Be a temple. See, some of us, we just wanna, we just wanna go back to our foundations. And we just wanna say, oh, let's just keep it the way it used to be. And God say, no, I wanna build on that. I'm not changing the foundation. You know, me and Kathy, we laugh. We've had about four marriages. Now, let me clarify, not with anybody else, but with each other. We had that first marriage, you know, when we were, you know, crazy young people where we just say, hey, what should we do tonight? We don't know. We're just going to do it. And, you know, we just know, you know, we just go and do it. We were in college and university, you know, my duffel coat and a scarf that looked like Doctor Who. Come on, darling, let's just go anyway. And then children came. And then the kids came. And we were like in a marriage where we were like, we are so tired. We are so tired. Somebody give us some rest. And then we got teenagers. And they were just awesome because we just tattooed the word Uber on our side because we were a taxi service everywhere. We went to this club and this sports thing and that. And now the kids are gone. So on our fourth marriage, we're footloose and fancy free again. And we could be crazy, but we haven't got the energy to do it now. 
You see... Well, we have. We have. We, we're nearly there, aren't we? But you see, your, your life is going to go through different seasons. You can't keep harking back. But you've got to build good foundation. And you've got to say, well, God, I want to progress. And then you've got to leave some time for the Spirit. And that's how you'll build. That's how you'll build your life. That's how we'll build our church. And the last building block for spiritual building is unity. In fact, Paul in this passage says something really strong. He says it this way. He said, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. Wow! That's really strong. For God's temple is sacred and you are together are his temple. The way that God builds a church, the way that God builds your life, is he connects you in relationships, strong relationships. Not just high and by relationships. Not just I like you on Facebook relationships. He connects you. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2 it says this. In him, we are, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. He's talking about the church. He's talking about you. And in him, you are being built together to become a dwelling where, whereby God lives by his spirit. This connected unity is really important. doesn't matter how big we are, you are to be known by someone, loved by someone, and connected in with someone. Unity means that people help you, but also, let me say, that it means that you help them. That actually, our vision for unity has got to go beyond this. When you hear sermons and messages on unity, it often talks about, don't let's hurt each other. Hey, I want us to have a bigger unity than that. That not just not hurting me, what are we doing to build each other up? What are we doing not to just have this passive unity that I don't cause trouble, but a unity that says, hey, I am... Uh, active and I connect with you and I'm trying to help your ministry we always talk a lot about who's going to help my ministry but I wonder if we can say how am I helping another brother or sister's ministry that's unity your life will not be built to its full potential unless you build with someone now, for some of us, that's more difficult than others. But nevertheless, God is the architect. And you notice where it says, he builds us together. He connects. So he's going to connect you with the right people. So this is how we build. We build by putting good foundations in. But we don't stop there. We build through progression. But something that lasts. You know what? Sometimes we put wood, hay and stubble down and that burns up and we, and we left the foundations again. We've got to put in precious things, gold, silver, some things that last. And that means training, that means praying, that means investing in each other. And we build by God's presence. We can't just build by being organized, we build by God's presence and we build by unity. So here's, here's me coming into land. Can I just honestly ask you, what are you building? 
on, let's just have a, a moment. You've got to this point in your life. You've got some regrets. You've got some good things. What are you building? What's it all about? What will you build from this moment on? See, we have to build health into our lives. We've got to start now getting a hold of our lives and saying, you know what, that bit is just not healthy. I'm going to make a decision and start changing that. It won't happen overnight. It doesn't happen straight away. The doctors and, and uh, nurses and, and health professionals in our midst right now will say often health change comes when we make a strong decision and then we walk in that over time. It's the same with spiritual health. We have to build health into our lives. We've got to build relationships into our lives. We've got to stop saying, well, it's just me and my own. And we've got to begin to say, who are you wanting to connect me to, God? We have to build ministry into our lives. Not, and not just our preferred ministry, but a ministry that's number one, needed. And number two, that we're gifted for. Now, sometimes I don't know whether I'm gifted to make the tea, but it's needed. And I don't need a particular gift to do that. It's just something I can do. So there are some things that are just needed that you can do. But you have to begin to say, God, what are my gifts? And begin to operate in your gifts. What are you gifted at? We need to build into our lives risk and witness. That you begin to say, you know what, God, as I apply your word, I know that knocking on my neighbor's door, because I read it this morning, to be kind to my neighbor and love my neighbor, I know this is a bit of a risk, and I'm just doing this. You've got to build some of that into your life. Now, some of us like to be random, and we mistake random for risk. Let me tell you what I mean. Some of us just like to do our own thing and it's kind of the way that we get our adrenaline buzz. I'm not saying that. Some of you say, oh, I randomly want to shout at people at New Street and tell them the gospel and you're having no effect. It's more about you than it is about them. And that's your random effort. Risk is, I read this, I prayed about it, I feel like you're leading me, I don't know whether it's going to work out, but I am by faith going to put it into action. That's risk. We need to build some risk into our lives. We need to build some witness into our lives. Please stand with me, but then I'm going to tell you one last thing. Please, if you'll stand with me, if the worship team will come. You see, I tried to teach you a couple of weeks ago about cancel. God wants to cancel some things over your life. He wants to cancel some things that are spoken over you. Come on, lift your hand with me. God wants to plant some things. And he wants to put some seeds that are gonna, you're going to invest and God's going to touch you. But this is this deal. Please hear this. If you're not building now, you will have to rebuild in the future. Come on. If you're not building now, you're going to have to rebuild in the future. 
Come on, let me hear an amen. You may not get that. It might be a revelation. Just pause with it. If you say to yourself, ah, I've got time. If you don't build something now, you, things are going to break up and you're going to have to rebuild in the future anyway. And I believe that God's given me that word for somebody today. The reason that some of us are rebuilding is because we haven't been building anyway. So I want to just invest in you as, as pastor today. Perhaps you feel like you're stuck. Is it time for you to look at your foundations again? Is it time for you to get back to that simple application of truth? Is it time for you to progress? What are you investing in? Is it time for you to create some space in your life? Stop eating your toast in the car. Start praying. Is it time for you to begin to say, what are the relationships that I need to invest in? You see, building takes time, but over time, it builds you. If you're not building, you will be rebuilding in the future. Building takes time, but over time, it will build you. In a few moments, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Pastor Kevin just to lead us, and we're going to pray this song. In a few moments, I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask you to respond that if there's somebody here and you haven't really got Jesus as your foundation, I'm going to ask you to accept him in. But actually, I'm going to call our church to build again. And what that means is, is to put some adjustments in your life that will play out over the long term. And that may be through worship, through Bible reading, whatever. Come on, let's pray to him in song. We'll build this church, Lord. Build these people.